1: Hello welcome to the Junction Madfoot podcast for round 16 2021. 20, We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is furious that Sean
0: Burgoyne played his 400th game last night. It is Adam Rosenbachs. Hi, G'day Michael and I'm sorry to attack a player on your team. You know how much I revere the Hawthorne Football them. Club. You respect I them. do. You've I always a, have.
1: You've got a three-peat tattoo on your ankle. That's how good you are.
0: I yeah and and it's grown even more so the closer that we've become friends. I just you know when I'm feeling down when I give you a call and go just tell me about the 2014 grand final please yeah, and sure. you just regale me and I I have the best sleeps after I give you a buzz because I'm just so content and happy that Hawthorne got a three peat. But you know why that story resonates
1: with you by the fact that mm. morning we went to Capapalooza, didn't we on the morning of the 2014 grand yes, final?
0: We did. We did, and I remember I I left before I got to see the great man, and you you were fortunate enough because you you know can waltz straight into the MCG <laughs> that you didn't have to hang around uh, that you didn't have to leave, so you got to meet the great, or you got to see the great man. You didn't get to meet him until many years later when he uh, did
1: our Zoom uh, live show. I just walk into the MCG, members, a man takes my coat, uh, a lady <laughs> takes my gloves, um, but we should we should recap quickly, Capapalooza. So there was a pub. Yep. Near Southern Cross Station, not far yes. from Marvel Stadium, where they were going to have the Wiz host grand final day. Yeah. And they called it Capapalooza. Palooza. Maybe it was like 10, 15 bucks to get in. I'm not really sure. And we yeah. went down, and I think the Wiz were meant to get there about midday or so, and you had to yeah, go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I was hosting a function. Yeah, and I had to go to the game. And so I yeah. got to hang around about five minutes longer than you. And so I got a yeah. little quick selfie with the whiz, um, who I think was wearing... Well, uh, sorry. <laughs> I was about to say, I think, was wearing leopard skin pants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did he? I, I'm imagining with that ensemble. When you go the leopard skin pants, you almost have to go an Ed Hardy t-shirt. I right? oh dude
1: I actually, I actually think you were right on the money right there. Yeah, yeah I think you were bang on the money right there. Uh, and then from what well, I think
0: a, it's law. I think it's law that you go if the cops see you with leopard skin pants. And you don't have an Ed Hardy T-shirt. That's like a $200 fine instantly.
1: <laughs> and I think he just hosted the day. So I think he got up before the game, quarter yep. time, half time, um, three-quarter time after the game, kind yeah. of, you know, gave out prizes, maybe a drink card or whatever. Um, so
0: before the game, he would have said to someone, oh, I love you like a brother, but I am from Tasmania. Yeah. And then at quarter time, he would have said, oh, I love you like a brother, but I am from Tasmania. And then, and then at half time he
1: would have changed it up and he would have said, I got yeah.
0: a three-inch penis, three inches from the ground. Great. And then three-quarter time, he would have said, I love it like a brother. But I have but a 300 this. <laughs> anyway, Sean Burgoyne, I think it's a disgrace that it's being celebrated the way it is. Now, 400 games would be a great feat if he had earned them. Now, my issue is that uh, Sean Burgon, in my mind, he is sitting on 392 games. Now, the reason I say that is because he's been the medical sub on quite a few occasions this year. And so I think that they shouldn't be counted in his tally. And therefore, he's at 392. And unfortunately, we're 15, uh, round 16, there's only seven more games. So he might get stranded on 399 and that's that's not me just being an asshole that's just facts but to pull you up for a second like i think he was yeah. a medical sub twice like i don't think it
1: has been that many games that he's been a medical
0: uh, sub i've seen I've seen a few Hawthorne games this year, and come on, mate, come on! Shauny was just—he was just—he was just adding up numbers, mate. Three ninety-two, and congratulations to Sean Berg on, on getting to three ninety-nine and having to retire. What a fucking great effort! Good on him. So you can get, yeah, you, uh, you can get from the Junk Time merch department. We've got our Silk three ninety-nine t-shirts. <laughs> Hashtag Silk three ninety-nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So get on board, people. When you see him out there, Junk Timers only. When you see Silk, you just go, mate. Congratulations. On three ninety nine, and he'll have that confused look that he often gets on his head. And he'll just be like, What are you? No, I got to four. And you go, Come on, mate. Rosie knows.
1: Yeah, sure. So in round 22, there'll be a lot of stories with like, maybe like one or two of his kids, but not all of them because it's like he's $3.99. It's not his 400th. Why would you make a yeah. big deal about your three ninety nine?
0: No, exactly. His kids are embarrassed. They're like, Dad couldn't even get to $400. I'm <laughs> not even going to watch him.
1: Yeah, you might be like me. I do love it when the 400 club gets together when they uh, yeah. accept a new member. And I do love... Who looks
0: the most excited when that happens?
1: Dude, KB. <laughs> KB fucking lifts, doesn't he? It's like KB's like going around the clubs going, who's fit, who's ready, yeah. who's playing in their 300s? <laughs> like, I want to get them over the line because there's a little joke I use when I say that a while back we used to meet in
0: a phone booth. Now... <laughs> <laughs> How many did KB end up playing? Was it 4.30-ish? 4.03. Oh, 4.03. Oh,
1: okay. So he didn't smash through it. No, and then Tucky, I think, got to about two, uh, 4.21, I reckon. Yeah, right. And and Tucky played like 100 reserves games, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, dude. Like they, I mean, I actually don't know how many reserves games KB would have played, but he would have played a handful as well, you imagine.
0: Yeah, because it was just back in the day when they did that. I think someone, someone tweeted during the week that the most – senior games that anyone has played at that level was Craig Bradley. I think he's about 500. Yeah, okay, gotcha.
1: So was he, he, was he a Port
0: Adelaide dude or was he a, I'm trying to think, Glenelg? That's a. I don't think he was Glenelg because that was Sticks Um, and it would be almost impossible to find out in a very quick time.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll look up Craig Bradley.
0: But you look at, um Boomer looks like, you know, yeah, a, as everyone says, it was Port. Yeah. There you go. Um, Boomer looks like he could, you know, still run around. Dustin Fletcher just looks like... It, he doesn't look like a footballer who belongs with them.
1: No, no. He kind of just looks like a guy who kind of came off the tram and was like, you know... Um, <laughs> What's going on here? Hey, guys, you know, um, six foot five. Yeah. Remember that time back in 1993 when they said, I'll be a really good player when I put on
0: weight? <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, oh, I didn't put on weight. I'm a really good <laughs> yeah. player. Yeah, I played 400 games, you dickheads.
1: <laughs> and, 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 so and you're...
0: You, Sorry, your boys really came to the party, though, uh, to oh, celebrate Silk's uh, 392nd game. Dude, they, um, were, uh,
1: they were, they were, I, I saw, I saw some headline, it was like, you know, we were brave or something. It was like, brave? Like, I mean, we have a bunch of outs, we do have a bunch of outs, but it was also yeah. like,
0: they were just kind of listless from the beginning. Well, I think because in previous weeks you'd kind of been pretty competitive. I mean, you beat GWS last week. You'd been competitive, you know, up against Essendon. They were good games, and it seemed like your defensive structure was on board, but mm. fucking hell, you went to bits. It's yeah, like, yeah. It was like you were celebrating the Port Adelaide section of uh, Silk's <laughs> career and not the Hawthorne. He was like, fucking hell, why'd I leave?
1: What a nice little thing, though, that it actually ends up being, you know, um, Yeah, it, it did work out quite nicely, so didn't boat it? boat carried him off and... Um, uh, uh liam shields carried him off it was kind of a nice little thing yeah i i I do love i do love i do
0: the romance
1: yeah a passion for that kind of stuff when the the big occasions and you see the people lining up and all the different parts of someone's career and and then the teams line up like i'm actually trying to think about american sport right Mm. i mean i'm sure people have been cheered off and the like but there's not is there that kind of romance do you think
0: no, not really. I think because they uh, move around so much. Yeah, yeah. Because with free agency, like there's so many players. I think um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was with the Dolphins and has now moved to a new team. Well, Wait, I reckon he also, he's oh
1: no, that's Fitzgerald. Sorry, sorry, I was thinking yeah. about. Yeah, he, he he played at the Swans and then he played the, <laughs> and then played at Adelaide. And then, Adelaide went to and Miami. then he went to the Dolphins. Fucking hell, that's a great.
0: <laughs> so he's up to about his eighth or ninth team.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I find yeah. in American sports, like you feel like a. A player is being connected to a club for, you know, or they're known for that club.
0: And then you look at yes. their actual record and you
1: go, oh, no, they played for five different clubs.
0: Yeah. Well, I imagine like Peyton Manning, who was Indianapolis Colts before, they said, mate, we're going with a new younger quarterback in Andrew Luck. And he went to Denver, but I think he would still be celebrated as an Indianapolis quarterback. Oh, for sure. Even though he won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. Yeah, for
1: sure. He could walk into any bar within that area that and they'd be like, you're not paying at all, mate. Yeah, and by the way, um, how many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> <laughs> How's your neck? Can you turn your whole head around? But mate, it's all going gangbusters oh. with the baggers. Da, 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 da,
0: da. I'd say call the review off. We don't need it. <laughs> Fucking Ross Lyon. If anyone's called Ross Lyon, retract that call. Yeah, sure, take it back. Um, yeah, I
1: mean Pavs is walking around the building, just going, "Oh, everything's fine, mate. Everything's yeah, going." I, I don't know. Uh, Dicky died. The um, so you got two in a row, mate. You're flying
0: high. Two in a row. And actually it like, it wasn't a bad, I mean, we, we led by five goals. We got the first five goals of the match and then Frio came back. Here we and go. And we were all for, thinking, Oh God, here we go. Yes. That's exactly what we're thinking. And then Carlton, I think, kicked the last three. So it was, um, a, a good, a, you know what? It was a solid win and we don't usually have those. Now, and Frio have been playing pretty well lately. So it wasn't a bad win. Now, the caveat. And now we're a game and a half
1: out of the eight. The caveat, though, Adam, you got to remember mm. the caveat, it mm. was a free home game, but
0: at yeah. the MCG. Yeah, but it's exactly the same uh, dimensions as Optus, so they couldn't complain too much. And I reckon for the first time ever, after a goal, they did that weird light show like they do over in Perth. Really? And they were doing it at the MCG. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Now, were you there? No, I could have gone, but I chose to be warm and not potentially freeze my ass off and lose.
1: Yeah, okay, gotcha. So you're not, you're a fan. I mean, you're a fan. I mean, you've been (laughs) doing a a footy podcast for a while, but like a little bit, a little chilly out and you kind of go, oh, not for Rosie.
0: Mate, I am Patrick Crisp's biggest fan. So don't you ever say that. I love Steve Walsh. They're fucking, these Carlton players are fucking guns.
1: But actually, that's not fun. I mean, sorry, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) That's uh, Freudian. (laughs) When I said that's not fun, but... It is kind of fun, by the fact yeah. for you, that they mm. <laughs> are, you know, kind of creeping around the eight. I suppose, you might put it.
0: Well, everyone says that we have, oh, I was reading that Carlton has the second easiest run home, which I don't I don't know how they work that out, because we're shit, so that must mean there must be a lot of shit teams that we're playing. Like, are we playing Hawthorne and North, like, four times in a row?
1: <laughs> now I'm just looking at, we're recording this at 1pm, um, Australian Eastern Standard Time. I'm just looking at the games above you that affect you. So got Eagles and Spawns. So Adam, I think we might have Our first one. An eight point game right Fuck here. We me. got an eight point here we game. Go. Fuck that's early. They're both on thirty two points. Yeah. Okay. Uh and then we have Collingwood and Saint Kilda. That won't really affect you guys. Collingwood might be Saint Kilda might be able to leap over you.
0: Yes, so yeah, so that could be that. That's an important game. Like, hopefully, Collingwood can get the win just to keep St Kilda um, below bay. us. Yeah. Although St Kilda's, what's in favour for Carlton? St Kilda's um, percentage is atrocious, so 82. they need the win to get up there. And then we have the Dogs and North, so that's
1: basically either ends of the ladder. So that won't affect you guys yeah. either. But yeah, man, you're looking at that Swans Eagles game, and you're like, okay, that'll keep one of them down. And yes. then mm, dum, you can just
0: beautifully. Uh, Hurdle over them, but see the interesting thing. I mean, huge win by the Giants yesterday over Melbourne, so they have um, leapt into eighth and pushed Richmond out of the eight. But they have the half game from the draw with North Melbourne, so it's kind of like you need. Percentage doesn't come into it anymore. We yep. need the just to to win. We need to keep winning, Michael.
1: Okay, can we look at the um the next Carlton top uh, next five?
0: Yeah, how do we do that? I'm trying to look at this on the fucking AFL website. It up is next, so it doesn't fucking
1: have easily to navigate and so <laughs> practical in always. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so. so you have, okay, so they have, okay, no, okay, so they have up next. Okay, they, they okay, okay, some clubs have the team they're playing. Oh, okay, um, anyway. We've got
0: Geelong, this then th- we've got Collingwood, then we've got North Melbourne, then we have St Kilda, eight-point game, then the Suns. Then Port Adelaide, then GWS. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You finished twelfth.
1: Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but twelfth is better than thirteenth. Agreed. Agreed. I'm happy with that. And also, Ross Lyon will not be coming to the club because he has said that the the it had been reported that uh, you know Carlton had given him a call and he said Michael and I love this phrase because it's just everyone loves it. He said it was fake news.
1: He absolutely cracked it on Footy Classified on a Wednesday night, if I remember correctly. Yep, yep. He said it was oh, fake. Could have been
0: could have been early Thursday morning.
1: He said it was fake news. I think he chucked in Collingwood as well that people said yep. that he'd contacted by Collingwood and Ross. Yeah. I mean, the um you could really tell the difference in his emotion when he went from like a heartbeat of
0: um, you know, 85 beats an hour to 86 beats <laughs> an hour. And this is the man who has integrity. Like he if like when he went to Frio. And he was coach of St Kilda. This was all done with the greatest of integrity. He like was open he,
1: and honest about the whole situation the entire time.
0: Absolutely, like oh, sometimes you don't tell your manager when you are changing clubs. Well, look, I mean, there are things
1: we can say about managers, but they, um, <laughs> but I, I remember uh, um, specifically Ross Lyon. He was in meetings, coaching meetings at St Kilda, you know, yeah. in the in the in the in the um, preseason, and he'd go, "Oh, sorry, guys, uh, got a call from Freo." And he yeah. put on the phone on the table and put it on speaker and said, yeah. "Hey, let's just you know hear what they have open to say, open and honest,
0: open and honest." But and he was like, "But but guys, you've already got a coach in Mark Harvey. <laughs> How does this work? We can't, you can't just sack him and get me. I mean, Ross. I mean, Ross has a
1: pretty big history in fake news, obviously. Because I mean, remember mm. back in uh, 2011 for the grand final when he said that the grand final was rigged and St Kilda actually won, and we could all see it with <laughs> our own eyes. We could see it with our own said, eyes." That,
0: Remember that time he said that we need to take the grand final back? Yeah, sure. And every all the Kilda supporters stormed AFL House. There was
1: AFL House, yes, of course, yeah. AFL House with all the flags. And then and then remember he wanted to build a wall at Morabin? And he said <laughs> and he said that Simon Presidio Como would pay for it. <laughs> That's the closest AFL player I could find rhyming with Mexico. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I, but everyone's I mean, come, everyone's but, uh, coming for, before you move on though, before you move on though, I mean, I feel they're getting ahead of themselves with this review, by the way, like in terms of like sacking the coach, like the media, or the media.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. I know, I know, it's me- very rare Michael, for them to get Michael, ahead of themselves. How dare you to, to make a huge deal out of one or two games. What are you saying?
1: But then I also find like, uh, I, I find it interesting and, and, and it could end up that Ross is the coach, but. Um, do you want him as the coach? Like, What do you think about that personally, Adam
0: Adam Rosenmarks? Uh You know what? I like the idea. What ideally would be great is if we keep Teague but get in good defensive coaches around him that can put in a defensive structure. We're yeah. really easy to kick goals against. We're fine going forward now. Okay. And I don't want to lose that. I hate that Ross Lyon 65-55. You know, you never you're never clearly going to win. You know, the other team's always in it because they're only two goals away. Yep. And so I just, the idea of that, of just heart-wrenching fucking games every week, which happens now. But, you know, like when Hawthorne would just fucking kick away, you'd bury teams and you go, this is great, good attacking footy. You had good defensive structures, but you could also kick goals. Can you um, say that again, but, like, <laughs> slower? Yeah. <laughs> But everyone comes for Carlton, like Michael Warner wrote an article during the week talking about, you know, there's all these factions at the Carlton level board, and Michael Warner's supposed to be this great investigative journalist. Oh, really? Is there? Carlton people <laughs> don't getting along at board level, wow. are they, Michael? Oh, H- have you get been, yourself a fucking walkie, uh, mate. Have you been living on the planet Earth for 20 years, Michael? <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, next, here's an article. Oh, Mick Malthouse is a grumpy cunt. Oh, Mick Warner, how did you get that? Oh, BT's an annoying commentator. Whoa, Michael Warner fucking... West Coast had a drug problem. Michael Warner, where are you getting these scoops from? Oh, uh, if uh, players are uh, going to be playing together, uh, they
1: better get around them. Oh, got in got Michael Warner.
0: He knows his shit.
1: Um, there was a great quote from the article from uh, Percy Jones.
0: Now, let's friend, How many times friend, f- friend of the show, I imagine. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, friend of the show. But when you are thinking Carlton and you're looking at uh, their past greats, not often do they go to Purse for quotes. Full time Premiership flag winner. Yeah. Not to be sniffed yeah. at, mate. No, not at all. And coached in 1980, and then they so they won a flag in '79. Yeah. They got I rid of the coach. Yes, that's right. Got, got rid, rid of, coach,
1: of, brought in Purse, and then they got rid of him, and then brought in Parkin for eighty-one, eighty-two. Yes,
0: which, um, yeah, surprisingly, Percy didn't play play in. So he must have retired as a player in seventy-nine, and then coached in nineteen eighty. Pretty bad to have one season where I think they might have made finals and bombed out in an elimination final.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Imagine that though. You're a premiership team. You won three flags in four years. You've had three coaches in that period.
0: It's like what the <laughs> fuck. Yeah, what happened?
1: I mean, at least Hawthorne, when we won back-to-back. At, one coach had a brain aneurysm, so you can kind of forgive that, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: that's, come on,
0: Jeansy. Actually, please. yeah,
1: Jeansy had one. They were like, nah, mate, you're soft. Get out of here. We're getting yeah,
0: You know what? It sounded like he wasn't prepared to pay the price. <laughs> it's too much chicken salt, mate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a quote here from Percy Jones. Yeah, I know it's a long bow after 20 years. Oh, sorry. Um, Because he, he's talking about how the salary cap... Uh, scandal Kildes. 20 years ago, you know, yep. put the knife in you. Um, yep. And he said back in the day, roughly para- paraphrasing, every year we were up on, we were up the top and now we're not. It's hard to get used to. It now, is. I know he's been working in the bars, maybe he's got a bit of a wet brain, but um, I'm like, <laughs> 20 years, mate. I think you get used to that after a while. Like, I mean, if I kept on stubbing my toe for 20 years in a row, I'd be like, yeah. I think on the 21st year, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I think I'm used to this by now.
0: You're fucking attacking a, a lovely old man, are you?
1: We've really gone from the highs and lows of Carlton. You've gone from back to back to the coaching mm. too. Uh, yeah. Adam, our merchandise, our stubby holders. Hey, and also we're coming into winter. You've got to keep that beer cool.
0: Cool or warm? Well, keep your hands keep your hand, cool. Sorry. Keep your hands warm. Keep your hands warm. Keep the beer cool. <laughs> anyway, let's. I've got Percy's. <laughs> so you can go to uh, junktime.bigcartel.com. Stubby holders are available. And... Junk Timers, we love your support. So uh, if you want to jump on our Patreon um, page, you can do so. Patreon.com slash Junk um, We Again, we really do appreciate everyone who's uh, supported us along the journey. You are the wind beneath our wings. Now, Michael, have you wandered down to any Gladys Berejiklian press conferences? Can I just say, I got a lot of positive feedback. Um, on that story, a lot of people saying if there's ever there's been a story to sum someone up, <laughs> it was you wandering down to Gladys Berejiklian's press conference like a homeless person. It really resonated with some of our audience.
1: It was kind of interesting, like uh, by the fact that I, I mean, I, I I was aware of what I was doing. I think, but I just <laughs> and I, ge- I think and, and again, I I generally was not going to do anything. I, I wasn't going to try and cause an incident. Like I wasn't going to say, yeah, yeah. you know. You know how will you know GWOS go this week? Um, although I'm sure that would be the most difficult question she would have been asked at the press conference. Yeah, absolutely. But I did take down the podcast gear to the podcast uh, to the press conference and kind of just loitered at the back of the group and kind of then, if people haven't heard the episode, um, and then uh, after about five minutes, um, uh, someone <laughs> came up and flashed their police badge at me and <laughs> asked me, "Am I meant to be here?" And I said, "No, I'm not." i'm not i'm really not and i'm aware of that right now also
0: quickly up what were you wearing
1: uh tracky dacs, you wearing your like pajamas? ten dollar kmart shoes yeah t shirt <laughs> and a baseball cap so i really fit in with the uh, so, you know, the sophisticated you know Alan jones is there with his cravat and his uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pocket handkerchief yeah it's got uh it's a no go zone um but i uh i have noticed that she's been doing it at the hospital not far from Wayne Jackson Studios. Yeah. Um. And, okay, okay. So, I think she did one, like, maybe the next day. hmm uh-huh. Maybe two days later. Maybe the next day. And I did maybe walk over. And I didn't see it. It was finished. But I, I wanted to take a picture for a friend of mine because I told her the story and she laughed. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, hey, mate. Chamber always always getting the line, always, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, absolutely. it'd finish, but it, it seems to be their regular spot near Wayne you Jackson know what, Studios though, where they do it. I
0: probably wouldn't go down there too often, or they'd start uh, I think they'd pro- bring a profiling. It. <laughs> 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 that was, they'll see you shooting on site, <laughs> yeah, you're just a couple of rounds into your fucking chest.
1: But having said that, when I complained last week, well, I think, mm. I think I was saying that their vaccination rate at the hospital near Wayne Jackson Studios they have increased their uh, rate. Um, although old, um, your old friend Chamber went down to try and get one yesterday morning Mm -hmm. to get the second Michelle Pfizer. Um, uh, and I, I, I know, I know they do bookings there and I wandered in and I was like, just hoping they'd do a walk up because I have one booked in for Tuesday morning. Um, and I just couldn't do. Long story short I couldn't do the time I'd booked in for yesterday And so I just walked up And was like Hey Any chance You might be doing them And they're like Nah Appointment only I'm like Yeah fair enough Cool 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 But I can also see Because there were reports During the week Like people yelling At staff and the like Yeah And I could see Why people would do that Because they're fucking idiots A But B also that thing of you don't understand. But I that moment I was like, Oh cool man, no drummers, like all good, no yeah, all, yeah. Good, all good. But I can see also where people might kick off and be like, Oh why can't you fucking let me in? Look well, fucking, you know, it's just fucking jab, yeah, yeah. you know.
0: But what amused me is when anti vaxxers go in there. It's like, What do you care? Like, why does it bother you so much? Like it's be like a teetotaler going into a pub, going, You fucking idiots, look at you, drinking your lives away. You're like, mate, fucking it's our choice. Like what do you give a fuck, dude? They they're good people. They're good people. They are good people. Yeah. But um, I got my second Pfizer Sook. on Thursday. Bam, so bam, I, bam, am, bam. I am off to Mumbai tomorrow. So well, I mean that's a lot of questions to be
1: had, and I don't mean to be like thinking. I actually need to do more research about what I can and actually can't do. Like I mean, I still wear a mask around people and stuff like that. Um, mm. although it's fucking a Sydney fucking two week lockdown where. Bah, 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 bah. No one fucking does shit. <laughs> fucking hell, How man. How is your lockdown going? Dude, I mean, because obviously, you know, I had a taste of it last year in Melbourne. Did have to do two-week ISO. Fucking mm. was there for like a month or so, you know, with a curfew and fucking wearing a mask. You're kind of grey and dark and the dead of winter. You're like thinking you're living in dystopia. And then hearing, obviously, through the junk time you know, community and also, you know, family, friends in Melbourne, like kind of living that through them as well. Even yeah. though, I mean, I mean, even though I was like, you know, drinking cocktails on Monday Beach. <laughs> but, <laughs> but dude, these motherfuckers, they fucking, these motherfuckers do not know the fucking, now luckily the cases have not gone off the charts, have not gone, I think it was 16 today. But okay. fuck, man, their idea of a fucking lockdown is like, um, okay, I, I I'm, I'm full of rage. Like, just fucking, just, oh, I'm fucking full of rage. But yesterday, like, when I walked down to that hospital to see if I could maybe snaggle a second Pfizer, um, I had to walk past an oval, and it was, like, maybe 8.30 a.m., and there were fucking people on the oval fucking training in groups of eight. I actually was one of those person. I I stood there and counted. Counted? You're counter. There were five or six groups of eight because the limit is 10, and I'm looking at them going, like... What the fuck are you doing? Like, why do you need to do this right now? Like, w- how desperate are you for this hour of fitness that you need to do in a group? There, w- there were dudes actually doing football training, like
0: non-tackling football drills and stuff. Yeah, but you're allowed to. That's the thing. Dude. You, 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 like your Premier, you're Premier. You, know you should I have it. asked these questions when you were at the press conference. I mean, tell mate. you what. I mean, you <laughs> had your chance. I, 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 I missed the boat. I, should, I really you should have done it. But, yeah.
1: uh, but tell you what. I mean, there are... Uh, the. To the, the credit of the people of the world, there are a bunch more people walking around with a mask on, um, yeah. and obviously in a shop, you go and put it on, and you know, and I wear one around, And but dude, I'm, some of the things I'm saying, I'm like going, you are a fucking low dog.
0: So in Sydney, you could have, you could play a game of cricket and just be one short, so you could have like, instead of four slips, you have three slips, and you got 10 on the field.
1: Yeah, for sure. But it's also a chamber bowling. So, like, I mean, it's the wickets are going. <laughs> I'm going to be yeah, knocking right. over the wickets. I don't need slips, mate. Like, what are you talking
0: about? <laughs> oh, really? You stumped a stump. This is
1: my canary in the mine, right? Okay, my canary in the mine. So, I went to the supermarket today very quickly. Got a very healthy meal because I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm preloading. Uh, and <laughs> I, which I only do, like, like every two, three days. Uh,
0: and... Preloading, quick question. When's the last time you went to the gym?
1: Uh, I don't go to gyms, man. I don't want to exercise in front of people either. Like, And also there's groups of people exercising. It's like, you know what? If you were just genetically blessed like I am, you wouldn't need to work out.
0: <laughs> you are weird like that. Because remember, uh, we went away for a skid house um, social gathering Fucking weekend. Hell,
1: that's a blast in the past. And but this is when
0: we started working together, when we first our, our illustrious um, you relationship. Dro- you began. dropped the S word right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were down at Lawn, staying at the, uh, the lovely Mantra down at Lawn, Erskine House. And. We were going. I was going for a run, and you were going for a run. I said, "Let's go for a run together." No, like, no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm run not with running
1: people with people. anyone. No, I don't want you to feel the embarrassment when I just pull away beautifully. <laughs> but no, I don't want to fucking exercise in front of people. I don't want to go to a gym and I was like wipe shit down and also paying money, mate. What you do? Here we go. It, it, it's, it's easy. You just get a you get a plastic bag. You put one on the end of a broom. You put the other one the end of the broom. <laughs> you just lift it up and you you know anyway no the point is what i was trying to say was um what was i trying to say oh my canary in the mine okay f- oh, yes. for this whole yes. fucking lockdown and for the lockdown uh, have, have i told you this before about
0: the costume this shop this is just chamber's con- uh, conspiracy theory uh, no
1: it's a fucking rant the costume shop have i told you about no. the costume shop okay no so i reckon okay mid-march last year let's say it kicked off okay I mean, yep. that's what the experts want to tell you. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: and so we went into we went indoors and we we're like, okay, things are shut, things are shut, okay. And there's a costume shop not far from Wayne Jackson Studios because even though the AFL wasn't playing, I'm was still mm. doing my research. Good. I watched the old tapes, uh, you know, <laughs> watching every grand final from behind the goals. Yep. <laughs> uh, and there's a costume shop and I'm like, it was always open, okay? It was always open. A costume yeah. shop, right? And, and from where I can go to a particular supermarket, because I've got a lot of supermarkets to choose from, near Wayne Jackson Studios, because I'm doing very well, because we built it together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there's, I began to go out of my way just to see if this costume shop was still open. Through the entire of 2020, that costume shop was still open. And I was like, how fucking essential are you? Okay?
0: No, but you know there's those times in the middle of lockdown when you're like, I need to be Dracula for the day.
1: Dude, it was a fucking nightmare. And so I actually walked past it actually today. And I was like, unfortunately it was a Sunday. So mm. they closed on a Sunday. But I'm like, I wanna get a I wanna get a webcam at the front of that building <laughs> <laughs> to, <laughs> to find me. out when are you gonna be fucking open? Because if they are open tomorrow, I am going to be sending a very strongly worded letter to my ombudsman dude because (laughs) i'm furious
0: costume shop a costume shop during a pandemic you you are on a police list there is no fucking doubt in the world (laughs) that that they've gone there was a dude at the press conference keep a fucking eye on him and then they go well we saw him installing a webcam outside (laughs) of a costume costume shop." shop
1: But a fucking costume shop in a pandemic, really? How many fucking fucking Borat mankinis do you need to sell during a fucking pandemic?
0: So you saying it's a front? Is it like a speakeasy kind of thing? Like are people going in, they're going, "Oh, hello, sir. I would like to dress up like a race car driver." And no, they I'm go, Please just saying, come I'm out the back. Party time, nightclub, drinking, drugs. I'm just trying to say, I tried to buy it about three years ago, and they didn't let me. <laughs> But they're awesome Powers outfits. They're so cool. Yeah. You know who does love socialising? The duck. Quack, quack, mate. Wayne Carey wrote an article during the week. So he said, and he begins it, I like this. My ears pricked up last week when Patrick Cripps said, quote, a few beers <laughs> Stop would there. help in Stop overcoming no, no. And just a few beers. Stop there. Yeah. Just a few beers.
1: Yeah. I love That's the all- idea that he's the words, a few beers, and duck is
0: like. Ears prick up.
1: No, wait a second. Someone's talking about beers in Nepal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need it. I need it. What's going on? He said that uh, a few beers would help in overcoming another defeat and pushing the reset button on Carlton season. Well, two in a row. A couple of beers. I mean, it fucking worked.
1: We have the evidence, don't we? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Duck wrote an article during the week on the AH website um, mm. uh, basically about um, how socializing can help out the players.
0: Yeah, he says, it's hard to put a price on how valuable it is to spend time with your teammates away from the confines of the footy club. So he's kind of saying that, um, you know, you're, you're always there at the club with your mates, but sometimes when you step outside it, get together, have a few beers... And just an article from a man who was at a social event, a barbecue perhaps. Maybe they'd had a, a run of a couple of losses <laughs> and they said, you know what? Let's galvanize this team. Yeah, what yeah. would galvanize this team better than a barbecue at Archer's Place?
1: Hey guys, let's go to Archer's, mate. And you know what? Mm. There are going to be no reviews. No reviews of the third quarter, the fourth quarter, the inside fifties. Nothing like that. We're just going to nah. lay back, have a few froths mm. and and what, ha- what happens happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What happens, what happens at Archer's Place stays at Archer's Place. We all know that. Uh, <laughs> duck, why do you keep going in the laundry? Uh, there's beers out here, buddy. I've got the snags. What's that? You just saying what kind of... Omo. I use Omo, Duck. Okay, mate, have a look. I don't mind. Kelly? Where's Kelly? Omo. I'm fucking telling you. <laughs> it's a washer-dryer. You can get them at Harvey Norman. Um,
1: no, it's a remarkable article from uh, Wayne Carey. Uh, and, 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 and actually, I mean from all the stories that you hear about in the North Melbourne team from the 90s, yeah. they did seem to be pretty bonded by the fact that they seemed to be the kind of club that, you know, we're always hanging out together and we, you know, actually maybe back in your time, would you see them hanging around a bit of Puckle Street kind of mini ponds kind of area? No, nah, you kind of, oh.
0: North in those days, in the sort of mid-90s, would head to the tunnel and stuff. They were kind of bigger. They were more... um they were, they, were big, they were too big for Mooney Ponds. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you, you would see occasional players at the Cactus Club yep. uh, at the end of Puckle Street. Um, but you'd also see Footscray players like Rowan Smith. And you'd see, yeah, you'd see occasional Kangas. But I know Kerry and that, they used to go to the tunnel and just fucking own that.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Um, There was one player who said, I, I don't think I can name the player. But, mm, uh, yeah, big player. Big player mm. for North mm. at the time. And he said that Wayne Carey basically ran the club and it was a bit disparaging maybe to the senior coach, Dennis Pagan. Uh, oh, right? sorry, um Sorry, uh, horse trainer, Dennis Pagan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and said that Duck ran the club and Duck told them kind of when we're going to train, what we're going to do afterwards, when we're going to go out, what we're going to do. He said Duck was the main guy around the whole thing. And as we all know, everything worked out perfectly fine <laughs> and everything's okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because he says the most powerful feedback can come from your peers, particularly in a more casual setting. I reckon he would have got some very powerful feedback at that barbecue. Uh, possibly towards the end of the night. But
1: actually, I think it's also the kind of thing of a rise of someone who wasn't told no for a good six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. You know, if you particularly run the club and you're running a club. I mean, yeah. I think we look back to James Hurt now and I think he went about 20 years where said no one said no to him. And so he's like, I can kind of do whatever I want. Now, you know I don't think that happened? was his motivation, but I think no. he was like surprised of like, oh, I can't I'm do that. Yeah, I yeah. haven't been told no for 20
0: years. You know what should have happened is... The 43 other blokes should have left North Melbourne and Wayne Carey should have stayed. And just play by himself. Yeah, just build a new team around him. I mean, why did he have to leave? I mean, he didn't do anything wrong, per se. And so everyone else gets angry at him. It's like, well, you guys fuck off. You're the angry ones. Well, there's an interesting...
1: Duck's fine. Interesting to hear from Duck as well. Uh, Mm. If we'd lost a few in a row, Dennis Pagan, who was a master of footy psychology. Master pulls him up here, occasionally mm. made the mistake of sending mm. us to the pub or the movies on a Monday night.
0: And so Shit, man. because says sh- when it's contrived, it generally doesn't work. So they were all at the pub going, oh, fuck, I fucking don't want to be here, sinking and froth. Fuck you, Pago. And then they'd go out and lose because they're so angry. Well, that's or they're the sitting thing. In the movies, you can just hear them all grumbling. You go, I hate going to the movies when North Melbourne is there because all they do is fucking talk and whinge about Dennis Pagan. But picture that idea, though.
1: Like They show up to training on a Monday evening. Mm. And uh Pago's like, "Hey guys, no training tonight. You know yeah. those uh, those 10 400s I was going to make you run. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, nah, no, not tonight. Doing, you know all those say Shrek. You know all those weights you were going to do. When you I know. was going to put a broom handle and we get a book <laughs> of, and actually back in North Melbourne those days, actually it wouldn't be far from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> getting a broom and putting books in a we've bag. A,
0: hang on, we've got a broom handle. <laughs> Where did that come from? We're we're the, fucking jeez, benefactor. Is that a,
1: is that a, a, after we won the uh, ninety six grand final? We're kind of stepping up at the level." He said, no, you are going to the pub. You going to the movies. I love, I love the idea of the movies that they would be. Okay, okay. Can I look up the highest-grossing movies of 1996? When was Shawshank out? 94, uh, 90. I reckon 93. Yeah, okay. So um, 90 could be telling lie. Could be 94. I think. Actually, I think you might be right. I think about 94. Um, but Shawshank was not a high-grossing movie, too.
0: So that was no, that's true. Found that's on true. TV. It would have. It was only seen by footballers. Yeah."
1: Um, i tell you one fun fact that old Chambo did. Chambo, one of the few people in the world, saw mm. uh, Shawshank
0: in the cinemas. Is that right? I feel
1: I might have actually seen it with friend of the show, Charlie Clausen.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, and did you come out feeling changed?
1: i tell you what, I was fucking doing fucking 10 400s every week and just going, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, fit, I'm flying. I'm fitter than I've ever been. <laughs> okay, top grosser movies of 1996. Okay, let's go with that. Okay. okay, so here here are some of the movies that um <laughs> Pago would be uh, sending. When did Titanic come
0: out? Titanic
1: uh, End of '97. Okay. Um, Independence Day was number one for the. This oh, is like, uh, I'm going to go with American Gross. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So but it would have been
0: pretty huge here. That would have. Yeah. 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 Big film. Big film. Yeah. Uh, Twister number two. Oh fuck yeah! If that's going to any, you know what? That's no wonder they won the flag that year. They've all seen Twister. They've come out and gone, mate. Things could be worse. We could be a cow spinning in a tornado. Yeah, for sure, man.
1: They've gone, fucking hell. Helen Hunt, what an actor. I mean, I already yeah. love Mad About You, but now... Yeah. And then think about what she's going to do in the future years with um, getting the Oscar for uh, Good As It Gets. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, oh, The top ten, they're, they're kind of blockbusters. So it's like Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise, Cool Hair. Uh, The Rock.
0: I mean... Oh, as in the Nicolas Cage... Yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean Connery, Connery escaping in. from yeah. the... Mate, that... The the footballers would have gone to see that because after Alcatraz, they would love a good escape story.
1: And also, they're big fans of The Rock. So these footballers would have walked out of the cinema going, yeah. wow, The Rock, like what an amazing title. Imagine if there was someone one day called The Rock that we can all yeah. idolise and like check out their Instagram when he yeah. goes into the Iron Paradise at four in the morning clanging and banging with his broom and two bags of books on the end of the broom. <laughs> Nutty Professor, Birdcage, uh, mm-hmm. 101 Demotions, Time to Kill, First Wives Club. So in the second half, it kind of goes a bit away from the kind of special effects kind of action stuff.
0: Well, you can see why that was such a powerful side then. When they're seeing movies like that, repeatedly too, like not just one-offs. They didn't just see one. They probably saw at least four or five of those films. Absolutely. And you can just see they were never going to lose the 96 grand final.
1: Should we hit the road, Adam?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: we are going to hit the road. I'm going to stay indoors for a few more days. We are Junk Timer for Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook
0: and the Gram. But please, Junk Timers, feel free to hit Michael up on any of his theories about uh, COVID and canary in the mine moments.
1: Mate, dude, Tuesday morning. <laughs> Michelle Pfizer, number two. Bang. The chamber. Chamber. Mm.
0: I've gone mad. <laughs> this is one of the side effects. Go Blues. Go Blues.